What's up and welcome back to another edition of Major League Talk, episode 31, the Greg Maddox edition. I'm your host, J.D. Johnson, alongside me always is the Houdini himself. Dino, how are we? Houdini, how we doing? With us also always is the one and only, the great De Palma. How are we, boys? Uh, doing good. Uh, resting up. I'm going to Vegas in uh, two days for Joe Schmo's bachelor party, so it's going to be a good time. Oh my God, dude! Charge your batteries now, <laughs> dude. I'm trying. I got. Uh, I may have told you, Dino. I'm taking the red eye back on Monday. I'm getting it, getting into Baltimore at like 7 a.m. or something, going straight to work. I'm I'm gonna be dead. What's the thought process behind that? Do you just like not want to use a day again, or what? Dude, four hundred dollars. That's the thought process behind it. it was I know, but but why? But why go to work? Uh, yeah, it's to save the day, man. I'm already taking three, so I was like, you know what? I'll just go right into it. Well, I applaud you for that because it's going to be brutal. Thank you, sir. Yeah, it's uh, my boss uh, did it about like a month ago, and he was telling me how bad it's going to be. So at least he'll be in my corner. That's, that's you, good. How you doing, bro? I'm doing great. I had a great weekend. Baseball's back. I'm, I'm doing great. Dude, but, he's back. But to start off this podcast, it's trending all over the place. I'm surprised if you guys haven't seen it yet. Lonzo Ball's got a little beef with no other NBA player, no friends. His father, LeVar Ball, called him damaged goods. Oof. Telling, he was, they were basically explaining, uh, Lonzo Ball said that uh, the big baller brand, you know, the big brand that they said it's going downhill. Something happened with the management where something was misrepresented. And he was saying that maybe they should rename the brand or something like that. And LeVar, and LeVar said, no way, that's like me. I'm going to rename you Alfonso because you're damaged goods. And you just saw Mello's face. He was looking at his phone. He just peeked it over his phone. That was the classic face. I loved it. But, I mean, what do you guys think about this? I mean, I am not a fan of LeVar Ball personally, but kind of feel bad for Lonzo here. I mean, to hear that from your dad, man, that's kind of tough. Uh, I'm in a tough spot here because, first of all, I, I dislike their entire family. Like, I can't believe I'm saying that about an entire group. No, I mean, I, I, I don't like the Kardashians either. Um, Say one more famous family. Yeah, I, I just, look, like, th- to be honest with you, it's a damaged family. You know, like, LaMelo's not good. I think he put up 100 points in a, in a high school game, and if you watch the replay of it, it was just essentially him taking layups the entire game. So I think he's trash. Uh, LiAngelo's trash. Yeah. L- Lonzo's shot is 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 worse than mine and, and I just and, and his dad's an asshole <laughs> dude he is he is the biggest asshole what was that uh his rookie year that like I mean the the hype machine on the ball family was just insane and I kind of enjoyed it for a little bit but then I realized like oh dude this isn't stopping and the second LeVar said he could take Michael Jordan one-on-one I knew this dude was a complete clown and anything came out of his mouth was bullshit did you see him on first take the one day where <laughs> we came strutting out yes. like this like man no 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 no, no. i was watching i uh, dude i was watching this shit live and first of all molly querum is that her name she's married to jalen rose yeah okay first of all she's a smoke show but <laughs> but but, that, but that's not the that's not the point but like it really boils down to like so he's on there having this interview and he's like talking all this shit and molly turns to him and says all right uh, LeVar, let me switch gears on you. Oh, yeah. And he was like, you can switch gears on me whenever you want. <laughs> like, yeah, talk about awkward, bro. Like, bro, you're an asshole. Right? <laughs> He's married, bro. <laughs> and, and his wife's good looking. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know if you've ever seen her. She's good looking. I don't know what she, I don't know what the hell she was thinking. Made some ugly ass kids, bro. But like, <laughs> 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 I just, like, I don't, I have, I'm not surprised, but I think I think Lavar is just an idiot. I, yeah. I think I, I yeah. just hate how he thinks he's so entitled to like his opinion is means the world to everybody else. You know what I mean? Like he always has Absolutely. something to say when it's not, has nothing to do with him. Like when they uh, traded Lonzo, like he was like, "That's the biggest mistake the Lakers ever made. They're never gonna win again." 
He did nothing while he was there. Like, I just hate how he thinks that he's, like, a god. His family's, like, gods. And this whole thing where he's, like, saying that big baller brand's going downhill, he's saying, no, it's not. It never was uphill. It never was anything. I personally have never seen one of my friends wear one of their shoes, their clothing line. I've never seen anyone wear it outside. Have you? No, but no, I haven't. But I will tell you this. Yeah, they get laughed out of there. I will tell you this. Um... I can't believe I'm going to say this. He's actually a decent businessman. Oh, get that. Then how's Big Baller Brand doing right now? He had his, someone in the family misrepresent uh, no, 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 no. take over a million couple dollars. Get out of here, man. No, no, no. no. Uh, what, my, my point is, is he took Lonzo, right, and used him to a point where this dude was on SportsCenter, first take. Lonzo was being interviewed. He was being interviewed all because he just runs his mouth. So, right. like – in in terms of EZE, you know, negative publicity is great publicity. Like, he's used it the right way. Yeah, like, he's honestly, he used it the exact same way Trump won the election, which, like, whether you disagree with it or not, used his, 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 his strengths, whether it's absurd or not. Right. And, and was able to gain exposure that way. Even if Big Baller Brand goes out of business, they still made a serious amount of money based on that, like the height, that four month span of just nonsense. No. Yeah. I mean, I, I can see what you're saying. I mean, I still think it's going to be a massive failure when you look at it. And I don't think they make, they made as much money as you think they did. Uh, but just to echo what JD said, yeah, I just think he's complete or what you said, he's complete jackass, uh, Dino. And then JD, he completely used his son, and yeah, I hate that. I feel like he's just a big scumbag, and yeah, I could never follow him with anything. No, he's going to wait for LaMelo, because LaMelo's the best one of the three. Right, we're not done seeing him, and I hate that. Yeah, and, and, and part of this is to blame on the media, because they continue to give him airtime. Right. So, it's a double-edged sword. I hate the guy, but at the same time, I can't stand when outlets give him the stage to be able to discuss something like that. Yep. But then again, here we are sitting here talking about it because we hate it. Hate yeah, it. But, the, but the guy's a fucking scumbag. But once again, we're, we're wasting five minutes on LeVar Ball, and that's exactly what he wants. Yeah, I hate it. <laughs> but you said Trump, Dean, and actually I didn't plan saying this because I just saw it uh, right before we started uh, the podcast. Mariano Rivera got the uh, – the Freedom Medal, the Presidential Medal of Freedom from President Trump today. I saw that. Yeah, not a lot to talk about, but that's just something cool to mention, I guess. But before we start talking about this, all this sports talk, I just wanted to recommend you guys, if you guys are going to be going to the movies anytime soon, uh, Good Boys is legit. It was hilarious. Every part of it I thought was funny. The kids in the movie are great. Just if you're going to a movie theater and you're wondering maybe what you should go see, De Palma, I know you didn't want to go see It too. Uh, I would go see uh, the Good Boys. What is this Good Boys about? Oh, you haven't seen it? The trailers, the Seth uh, Rogen movie. It's where about it's like the, it's about the three, eight-year-olds. Yeah, it's about like three kids who are young who who are like they're 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 bad kids, bro. Like the trailer is actually hilarious. Watch the unedited trailer. It's right. hilarious. It's hilarious. I had hype for it, but I figured I'll wait for it to come out because I don't want to waste money to go see that movie with people who are just going to sit in the theater and fucking <laughs> laugh and clap. And do all that. Oh my gosh, that I, don't I, I know God, exactly dude. what you mean now. Why? What'd you go see? I went to go see it, and I'm not going to spoil it or anything. Oh, no, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. People just were say clapping. the movie. People were clapping during it. No, 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 no. During Good Boys. They were clapping during Good Boys. Yeah, not during it. If someone <laughs> did it during it, I would, I would, yeah, I would have got up and started screaming at him because that movie, I was like into that so much. But no, Good Boys. There was just a joke. It was something, it was, it was, they had the sex doll out. It's in the trailer too. And it was that part. And this guy just started clapping and he started, he started going <laughs> and then banging oh, his God. hand on the couch. I was in one of those movie theaters where like, yeah, the recliners in the couch. Oh, he was banging his thing on the couch. Dude, he wouldn't stop. I promise you, you can ask my friend. He didn't stop doing it for like two minutes and like 30 seconds. Like we were literally like, everybody was starting to stare at him. And I felt like the first person I thought of was, I wonder what Dean would do right now. I, I, <laughs> I, I mean, shut the fuck up, dude. I, this is literally the first thing I thought of. What would Dean do right now if he, if he was here? Like, I, yeah. Hold on a second. Look, look, let's just address this real quick, right? And I realized this the other day when I went bowling. Okay, yes, I went bowling. 
Okay. My girlfriend <laughs> was uh, awful, dude. Like, <laughs> pins were heavy, dude. I rolled, rolled a whole bunch of nines. Um, but, my, but my girlfriend's like, hey, let's go do something. So I'm like, okay, what do you want to go play mini golf? She's like, yeah. We're on our way. It starts raining a little bit. I, I start getting cold feet because I don't, you know. And they're like, she's like, well, let's go mini golf indoors. Not a big fan of that down here. I don't know why they even fucking offer that. Right, but it's like indoors with like lights and neon shit. Like I'm, I'm sorry, I need to focus when I'm putting, and it needs to be outdoors. Okay, so I was like, no, nah, I don't really want to do that. I don't want to go indoors. She's like, well, let's go bowling. Okay, let's go bowling. Fine, whatever. Here's the moral of the story. First of all, I beat her in Mario Kart. There's like a an arcade game of like Mario Kart now. It's really dope. I want to know how much it is. It's actually like fire. But this that's not has anything to do with the story. I still got my N64. Okay, I'm done. I bought I bought a Switch, dude, for her. It's fire um but look so i'm sitting there bowling and like as i'm like lining up like to 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 bowl or to roll i don't know the proper term um this kid is like going through his like pre-throw ritual which is he like slides his foot and then he like cocks his ball back and he like tucks it and he looks and inhales and exhales and i'm like dude what the fuck are you doing just roll the ball and he did it every time. So then I'm like sitting there to my right. I got like every time like, like the, the people playing with bumpers and they like they bowl a strike that bounces off the bumper three times and they're all clapping. And I'm like, <laughs> yo, what the fuck? And I realized after that night, like I hate people. I hate people. <laughs> I, I, I talked to 14 people max. Like, on my phone, max. And to be honest with you, I'm, I'm, I'm like, being very generous. Like, friends-wise, I think I have eight friends. Because I <laughs> dislike people. I dislike the way they think. I dislike the way they drive. I dislike the way they act. I dislike the way they talk. They're fucking bullshit. I can't do it. I can't do it. And this is why people in the world are, like, more, like, if you could break down the statistics behind, like, people like staying home on the weekends or like choosing to stay home to watch sporting events. This is why the majority of the people feel the way I feel. I know it. I know it. <laughs> oh, I totally agree. I, like I can't think of stuff off the top of my head, but like you have moments every day where you're like, wow, people just amaze me every single day. Just like stuff that people will do. Yeah. Like individual people are, are good, but like people as a whole suck. Like, this dude tried to fucking whip a U-turn today. I was going 65. Whips the <laughs> U-turn at, like, two miles an hour. Oh, another thing. I got a fucking Chipotle the other day, and homeboy is doing, like, a nine-point turn just so he can back into the spot. Like, <laughs> fuck you, bro. God, dude, I hate people. I hate people. But I, but I love people. Like, it's, it's like, such a catch-22. Like, I love people, but I hate people. No, it's completely understood. We know what you mean. But to start off this pod, we're starting off with a little bad news. Mike Trout has season-ending surgery on, on his ongoing foot problem. Thoughts on this? I mean, this is the star of baseball, just the face of baseball. He's done for the rest of the season. We know the Angels didn't have anything, hopes of playoffs or anything. And the Otani news last week with his season-ending injury. What are your guys' thoughts on this? Um, I'm, first of all, I'm sorry. I just read Joe Schmo's text about um, Steelers trading for Minka Fitzpatrick. Yes, sir. Okay, that's a fantastic trade for them. First rounder, I'll take it. Yeah, I, he's, he's an above-average first-round pick. Uh, that's a hell of a trade for them. If they're said, gonna, I think they got him signed to next year, too. Yeah, I mean, look, if you're going to continue to to even make a push with Big Ben being out... You're going to have it, to do it defense. you got to do it defensively, so I think that's a great trade for them. Uh, so back to your question, JD, about, or about the thoughts on trout. It's sad that you see trout and Yelich go down, I think less than a week apart. Yeah. About a week. Yeah. So yeah, like that's, that, that's, it, it's, it's a fluke to be honest with you. Cause you never really see two, yeah, two MVP front runners, man. Yeah. Both go down. Now the question is, does he still get it? Mm. Who in the AL would get it over him even at this point? I don't know, but he, if he doesn't get it, he's been robbed of a whole lot of energy. Dude, I feel like, way, man. yeah, I feel like he's a, a lock to it for it, man. I mean, he just, 
total, like completely the best player in the AL and possibly in the league, like undoubtedly. And I'd be shocked if he doesn't win it. But yeah, who would be up there if it wasn't Trout? It may be Verlander. Verley or pitcher? Cole too, both. Yeah, yeah both a pitcher. Yeah. Oh man, dude, if he won because uh, the one year Verlander won it, he won MVP and Cy Young. And if he did it again, that'd be wild. Uh, on the list that I'm looking at right now, Trout is in his own tier. Oh, it's Un- crazy. Underneath him is Bregman, Bogarts, Chapman, Ooh, and Xander. Xander did well. Like he had a great, he had a career year, but. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. Just like total different tier, tier two right there. Yeah, tier two. Sad part, sad part is, is DJ LeMahieu's not on that list. No, no, he is on that list. It's he LeMahieu, should be. It's it's LeMahieu, Chapman, Bogarts, and Bregman. The only one who's got a shot is is I think Bregman because when you start breaking down the numbers, like it, it's it's not even close. Wait, uh, is Early not on that list? Uh, no, I don't think this has pictures. Okay, so. Verlander's on this list, uh-huh. but but down. Gotcha. Down, down, down. Like after all the hitters, and that's why I think that that it you know, and and it says right here like it takes a lot for a pitcher to win MVP these days. You know, it takes a lot, and I and I feel like the only other person who like if anyone has a shot, it's Garrett Cole. It's not Verlander. Verlander will probably win Cy Young, just because. I think he deserves it, and I think Cole's going to win another one in his career. Absolutely. So I, I think uh, I think you've got to give it to Trout, even with the injury. Yeah, I think yeah, I think Trout deserves it. And what is there like two weeks left? Maybe a little like fourteen, yeah, twelve games, 14, like 14, fourteen games, something like that. So yeah, I mean, someone you know could come up, but yeah, I, I think Trout deserves it for what he's done. You know. Regardless of what he's done in his past, but like this year, I mean, it was just prototypical Trout, and that's been greatness. Best yeah. It's crazy that there's 14 games left, and I need at least one person to hit 51, 52 <laughs> home runs, and it's really pissing me off now. Oh, dude, yeah, I took Trout in the home run. I said Trout was going to finally do it. You know, he was on pace for it. Or, no, I think Alonzo took him over, but, oh, dude, we were close, man. Ah, all of a sudden, my, my, my bet of no one. Oh, yeah, but Yelich went down. No, I, I hope Suarez, who we didn't even mention, it's, has, it leads it in the end. Suarez on the Reds, oh, he's 47 he, 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 right now. Yeah, see, he's like that, but th- that's the thing is nobody hears about the Reds. Like, they're, honestly, they're going to be really good if they get some legit starting pitching. Yeah, but Dino, like, I've been following them just because of the Pirates. They've always had good hitting. They've just never been able to put together a staff, and I don't know why. I, it's unbelievable. Like, at what point? Because I'll tell you why. Because it's so hard to sell to a free agent. Like, come fucking live in Cincinnati, Ohio, <laughs> and get rocked by the Cubs and the Brewers, and get into fights with the Pirates. <laughs> yeah, like, I, like I'm not gonna lie. Like, I've been to some shitholes in my life. Like, Erie, Pennsylvania, <laughs> is number one. Cleveland. Cleveland is number two. <laughs> Cincinnati is three. You know, and four is Columbus, Ohio. Like, oh, dude, a lot of Ohio hatred from you. I Tell me one good thing about that state. <laughs> nothing. I'll tell you what. They're apples. What? I don't know. I just made it up. No, nothing. They're fucking <laughs> garbage, dude. I'm, I'm sure. I. Never mind. I'm not even going to say that. Um. Now, who wins it in the NL? Polar Bear. Who wins what? Who wins okay. what? Oh, the oh, home run lead? MVP? Because it's not Yelich. Are, are we talking about home runs or MVP? MVP. MVP. Oh. Dude, uh, I think I'll, go, I'll go real quick. I think Anthony Rendon deserves it, dude. He's a freaking stud. He's hitting like 320-something. Got a ton of home runs and RBIs. And... You know, a lot of people, when Harper left, they thought the, the Nats were going to be, you know, kind of bottom of the division. And him, alongside other people, have performed really well. But Rendon's just been on another planet in my eyes. Yeah, he's kind of been the sleeper, but, like, not the sleeper at the same right. time. And I really I really want to say Cody Bellinger, but he's been ice cold the past, like, nope. 14 games. He's batting, he like, forget I about think he that. has, like, two Crazy. home runs in his last 30 games. Yeah. He's, like, two home runs. He's, like, not hitting, he's not hitting home runs anymore. 
I don't know if he's just in a bad slump. I mean, he's batting like 130 in his last seven games. Like, he needs to start heating up. He was batting 340, and now he's barely batting 300 now. So, But I wanted to talk about real quick, before we move on the Mike Trout whole thing, he ended with exactly 45 home runs, which is Tyler Skaggs' number. If this season hasn't gotten creepy enough for you yet, it's gotten creepy enough for me. This is way too weird. Okay. Okay, so I th- well hold on, Dino, and the similarities. Uh, whenever right after he passed, too, like, like all the similarities with like his the date and like the numbers and all that, dude, it was wild. Like how many home runs they hit, and it was crazy. Okay, so I'm gonna ask a controversial question here, and I'm not trying to sound insensitive, but when the original story came out. There was some speculation that, okay, well, maybe, you know, he had an enlarged heart, died of natural causes. Does the fact that he overdosed diminish all of the memorials and stuff that they set up to honor his life as an angel? No. I don't think so, no. Because they like think about Jose Fernandez. But once it, once again, did Fernandez's situation once the toxology report came out, does it diminish the meaning behind all the stuff that they did? I mean, I don't know personally. I always looked at Jose Fernandez the way he played baseball. Like he just was always he looked like he was having the most fun on the field. And he was just electric. He was honestly probably right behind Max Scherzer, my the favorite guy. I've just always loved watching pitch. I literally would turn it on. Yeah, I loved watching him pitch. I loved how he was in Miami in the, my backyard. You know, it was great. You know, rest in peace to him. It's kind of sad that you don't get to see him smiling on the baseball field. But, I mean, I just looked at the way that he played. I didn't really look at the person he was, if that makes sense. No, totally, man. Uh like, you know, I think you got to look at it as, you know, two things, like, especially with athletes in general, too. Like, they have their own personal life, but you know them about, like, you know, their trade, like, whatever sport they're playing. So I don't think it should diminish anything about it. Uh, you know, you got to celebrate who he was. And, you know, part, even though he passed in a manner that, you know, is unpleasant, like an overdose, uh, you know, you got to, you need to address it, but it, it's part of his life. And, uh, and what happened to him was terrible, but um, no, I don't think it diminishes you know the love that his teammates had for him and that his family had for him and everything. Well, that's that's where my whole question stemmed from was his wife didn't go to the ceremony in which they threw out the first pitch. Mm-hmm. And what, how short was it? Shortly after his passing, it was like a week or so. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just personally, like, especially losing like a spouse, like oh man, like that'd be terrible. I just I, I bring up the question because I feel like I feel like it's hard to yeah like it's kind of and this is my problem with these types of deaths which is like okay you know the toxicology report came back whatever and then it was swept under the rug like there's no like education behind it there's no you know like let let's inform people about the dangers that these guys have gone through like we're talking about physical physical beasts and specimens in their own right and they're still a victim to you know freak accidents like jose Hernandez or jose fernandez um you know the body just naturally failing with the chemicals that was being ingested by skags like i just feel like i have a problem with the way society explains this information to people and it gets swept under the rug once the truth comes out. Do you know, uh, I mean, just, I, be- I believe it was opioids is what uh, Skaggs overdosed on. Purdue Pharma, the maker of OxyContin, just filed, filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy today. Um, they're looking at, you know, I, I want to say like it was like $20 billion. Just think about that for a second, that they're putting away for these legal cases. They filed for that bankruptcy because of all of the, the legal cases, many by, uh, by states. I know Pennsylvania is one of them. Um, so like they're going to be going completely bankrupt and paying out $20 billion at least to these families. Um, I mean, it's horrible. It's America's biggest, darkest, darkest secret and no one wants to talk about it. It's the same thing with Mac Miller. 
You know, yeah. we haven't heard. I haven't heard anything about that ever like since. You know, the Heath Ledger stuff was about what th- three weeks, and then that faded. Yep. Yep. You know, it, it just that that topic bothers me. But moving on from all that sad news, let's move on to a little bit of good news, at least if you're a Yankees hold on. fan, I guess. J.D., J.D., hold on. Yeah? The last person to win Rookie of the Year and MVP in the same year was Ichiro in 2001. Nice. And he, he wasn't exactly like a rookie, like, age-wise, but yeah, first year in the bigs. Yeah, his first year in the bigs was, was, something, he, was something stupid. Okay, he, he hit, hit literally everything. He hit 350. <laughs> Had 56 stolen bases and scored 127 runs. Love it. So we I might see. we like Alonzo might be able to might be able to be that guy if he if he pushes the Mets across into the postseason. I think so. He's got a chance. I think if he I think if he breaks Judge's home run record, he gets it. And if the Mets are within four games of the playoffs, I think he gets it. Mm. It's been a story either way, but like as I was saying, Sevy. He's coming back. He's finally coming back Tuesday, so basically when you'll be listening to this. But my question is, is Severino, the addition of him for this for rotation, is this even enough? They also got Jordan Montgomery and Dylan Batances. We already saw both of them uh, last or Sunday. They pitched against the Blue Jays. Dylan was on, Jordan, eh. But is this enough for their bullpen and starting pitching? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think, I think, I think this Yankee, I, I've been saying it for a long time. I think this Yankee team is, is probably the best in my lifetime. Wow. Whoa. Wow. That is I, a bold statement. How many, how many world series have you been alive for at the Yanks? Five. And you think this yeah, is you think this better than the nineties? I do because I think the, I, I think the, how can I say this? I think the the overall level of competition now is better than what it was. I think the Yankees team was absolutely stacked. However, when you look at the juice balls, you're combating it with starting pitching nowadays. The bullpen is ever so more important. Back in the day, the Yanks could give the ball to Pettit, Clemens, Moose, and expect seven or eight innings, and they would just give the ball to Mo. Now it's like guys are going five or six innings, and they have to – really grind out a win. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and I think when you, when you look at it, it's no different than having the conversation of like, if you put LeBron back in the day that Jordan played, you know what I mean? Like it's so hard to compare. Yeah. It's so hard to compare arrows. However, when you look at this Yankees offensive roster, when healthy, when healthy, if you match up position by position, you will struggle you will struggle picking a a an older era Yankee team over this one. Mm. What a hot take! Scorching. Yeah, it's a it's a hot take. I mean, I'll do it with you right now, right? Like, okay, so let's go Posada and and Sanchez. Are you talking to me or the other Yanks fan in here? Uh, in general, let's just like Posada or Sanchez. Posada. Posada. Like, are we just talking offensively, offensively, or in general? You, the whole package. I, I still, I still take Posada. JD. I don't know. I can't answer this because I haven't seen the prime of Sanchez yet. But right now, though. Well, if I'm looking at a twenty-year-old Posada, then I'm going for Sanchez. Odell, no. Odell oh. may be taking in ninety-some yards of the crib. Yeah, he did. Let's go. Okay, so. Okay, I understand what you're saying, JD, but for the sake of conversation, Sanchez or Posada? Posada. I mean, yeah, I understand what you're saying, like overall. Okay, Posada. Um, Tino Martinez or Luke Voigt? Tino. That's a hard Tino. I love Luke Voigt. Okay. Tino. Gliber or? Gliber. Gliber. Okay. <laughs> now, he, he, does he play second? Yeah. Okay, so it's got to be Jeet then, right? Okay, so so now 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 you have Jeter and Didi, and this is tougher than you think. Oh, get out of here! You really want to hear my answer? I I, I know what your answer. I, is. What is it? You're gonna say Didi? 
I am going to say Didi. Oh, I am I, I, a die. You know I'm a diehard Yankees fan, and I love Derek Jeter. This is nothing against him. I do think Derek Jeter was a little overrated. I do. I'm one of those people. I think he was a little overrated. He was a amazing baseball player. He was not a, like, like some Lou Gehrig that some people put him at a ceiling of that, if that makes sense. If Derek Jeter was not the New York Yankees shortstop, he would not have been as big as he was. Exactly. He's a little overrated. He's he an have, amazing baseball player. De- depending on where he was, he would have one ring. But, okay, so for sake of it, I'm also going Didi, only because Didi has made you forget who Derek Jeter was. Wow. Yeah, that, lefty swing is, that lefty swing is so sweet. Okay, so then I'm going DJ LeMayhew or Scott Brocious. DJ. It's, it's 100% DJ. Okay, now remember, here's the key. I said when healthy. So then from left to right, you would have, what, Shane Spencer, um, Bernie, and Paul O'Neill, and you would have Stanton, Hicks, and Judge. All right, so then what about your staff? And that's where it, it becomes tricky. Right. So I mean, No, I think it's completely 90s. The 90s. But I would not even choose now. I would choose the nineties. You got Clemens and Pennant right there. You got the Mo- you got Moose. Okay, so like, you have no. so you have Pettit, Clemens, Moose, El Duque. Was David Wells still pitching? David Cohn? Uh, Cohn was on the team. Yeah, they were they were tail end guys. But now I'm talking when healthy, you have Sevi, Paxton, Tanaka, Cece, and Hap. And your bullpen's not even close. This this Yankees bullpen will single handedly other, other than your ninth inning guy. Other than your ninth inning guy, it blows Mariano any day of the week, regardless how hard Chapman throws. A hundred percent agree with you. However, the rest of the bullpen, hands down. So if you look at bullpen as a whole, goes to this Yankees team by far. All right, now I'm, I see your reasoning behind that. I'm telling, it's closer than you think. You kind of put my thought into perspective a little bit on that. So, yes, Savvy coming back is huge. And, I, and, and so I think it is enough starting pitching, depending on what you have with him. Even if it's not, Paxton has looked really good over the last few starts. Tanaka yeah. looked really good. Like, I, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with what they're going in with in October. Yeah, and adding Dellen is just making this bullpen now completely unfair if it wasn't already. You need five innings from a starter. You may need less. <laughs> I, 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 honestly, I don't even think you need a starter. Exactly. I, I think you could go Chad Green for two and then just go one, 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 two, and the game's over. Mm. Yeah, but Sevy needs to be Sevy. Yeah. 100%. Sevy needs to be Sevy. 100%. If he's not, then the questions will start again. And then, and then his. His career as a Yankee now becomes in jeopardy. However, if you've looked at, I don't know if you've looked at the numbers recently of guys that we've let go, and you've looked at um, Sonny Gray's numbers. Hate him. It's sickening. It's sickening. Some guys, some guys just can't pitch in New York, man. No, well, it's, it's just Larry Rothschild is the worst pitching coach on the planet, maybe. By far. Either you can't tell me that someone turns into the second coming of Christ in, base, in baseball for the Reds just when he leaves Larry Rothschild just because he can start throwing a 12-6 curveball. Because Larry wouldn't let him. That, that was the reasoning. There was no reasoning. It was just because co- good old Coach Larry wouldn't let him. Larry Rothschild looks like Ebenezer Scrooge. <laughs> Yeah, but the biggest question now that comes to it is how close is this best record going to come down to? They're tied again with the Houston Astros at 98 wins. How important is this for the Yankees to get home field advantage? I think this is extremely important. Their record home is extraordinarily better than it is away. I mean, especially in the playoffs, you're going to get the Bronx, you're going to get the bleacher creatures going. Like, this is very, very important. Especially the hype that they've had around this whole season – Cashman building up to this, 
you know, I keep saying 2019 is their year. They got Aaron Boone with the whole Savages thing. Brett banging his bat. There's been so much hype this whole year. This is going to be a huge deal. I think that they need home field advantage. I, I think it's I th- I think it's make or break whether or not you win the World Series. Mm. I think it's make or break. They're 53 and 22 at home, 45 and 31 on the road. Better than what the Astros are on the road. I'll give them that. However, do not expect to go to Houston in a Game Seven and win. Well, we know we've seen that before. Exactly. So, if you're gonna, if you have a shot to get to get to the Fall Classic, you need the home field advantage. You need the home field advantage the entire way through, and that includes beating out the the Dodgers, who are the worst. I'm sorry, the second worst road team that's going to make the playoffs. Well. Yes, that was also got to the- go for home field, and you got to do whatever it takes to get it. I mean, rather you want that seventh game at your place, absolutely. Completely agree. But that also was the day that we were talking about Game Seven. It might have been Game Six. I don't remember exactly when they were playing the Astros in Houston. That was the day I started hating Greg Bird when he flied out to center field. Oh, good old Greg Bird. <laughs> I'm so glad he's not on the team anymore. He, he's like he, just like he, gone. He is on the team. He's just not on the team. Uh, (laughs) Congratulations to the Orioles, Tigers, and the soon-to-be Marlins for eclipsing 100 losses. That's that's a magical feat. Uh, There's nothing else I can really say about it. Uh, The other thing, J.D., I need to apologize to you. For what? Brett Gardner's number deserves to be retired in Monument Park. Thank you. I told you it does. Really? He's got like he's got like 26 jacks this year. And to be honest with you, I, I think he comes back on a one-year deal for next year. And I think he does too. And I can I I already know it's gonna happen where I'm gonna hear it on Twitter and I'm gonna get mad. Because people don't appreciate him. Yes, I know he's very like he's very streaky. He he is, I know that. But when he's hot, he always has a part of the season where he's unstoppable. And he's had three times this season where he's that. You usually get one out of Brett Gardner. Okay, so this is the crazy thing about Brett Gardner. First of all, he's played in 130 games. Okay, he's third third on the Yanks in doubles with 25. Urshela has 34, DJ has 30, and then Gardner has 25. He's first on the team in triples with seven. Okay, yeah, and he, but I mean, their their yard is so small. No one hits triples, though. But, but still, and he's third on the team in bombs. He is? With 25. Damn. Now, here's the amazing thing about the Yankees. They have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 guys that have double-digit bombs. Well, just spreading it. You know, but now keep in mind, Hicks only played 59 games. Voight, you know, missed, Voight missed a lot of time. Voight missed a lot of time. Judge missed a lot of time. Stanton hasn't yeah, played. Encarnacion missed a lot of time. Didi missed a lot of time. So, like, yeah, is this number swayed a little bit? A little bit, yeah. But Gardner still has 66 RBIs. He still has, he still leads the team in stolen bases. He's hitting 250. His slash line is 250, 326, and five and 500. You know what I mean? His wins above replacement is a is a 3.8. You know, like he has put up a really yeah, he's put up a really underrated season for a guy that's 5'11", a buck 90. You know, he's a career 260 hitter. You know, I, I just think about this. In his career, he has 121 bombs. He hit 25 of them at the age of 36. Yeah, it's pretty wild. And some of his bombs are not cheap shots. So yeah, I need I need to apologize to you for that. I think it's very important that they re-sign him too because you're you know CC's retiring. If he goes, where's this veteran uh, veteran leadership? Well, I think he is Judge, such a. I think Judge has that on lock. To be honest with you, Judge, Judge isn't young anymore. Judge yeah, is like, I, Judge Gardner's is approaching twenty seven. I understand that, but Gardner's such a key part in that, like. Clubhouse. Every single time that you hear someone talking about who's the guy you go to, who's the clubhouse guy, who's the prankster, who's the leader, everybody always says Brett Gardner. 
Every I time think, I see an interview. I think he comes back for another year. I hope he does. But big question again. With a healthy roster for the Yankees in the playoffs, who's sitting? Because there's no way that they're going to be able to play all these guys. Just for an example, you got DJ LeMahieu, Gio Urshela, Luke Voigt, Edwin Encarnacion, Giancarlo Stanton. That's a big question mark right there. Who's sitting, guys? This is a real question that has been going around for weeks now. So, in a perfect world, especially with Talkman going out, as of right now, Hicks is done. So, as of right now, if you put pure outfielders in the outfield, excluding Stanton, it's Mabin, Gardner, and Judge. Woof. <laughs> okay, so, let's just, let's just play devil's advocate. Stanton... Gardner, Judge, that's your outfield. You have Gio Urshela and LeMahieu. You have Didi, Gleiber. You have Encarnacion and Voigt. Sanchez catching. You have one DH spot, and you need to sit either Voigt, Encarnacion, DJ, or Gio. See, and I think you, you, you play DJ and Gio and you either sit Void or Edwin because the average is way too high. And in my opinion, I think the average getting on base comes a little bit more important in the playoffs than trying to hit a bomb with the guys that may hit 220 in the playoffs. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude, I think, I think you're mad if you think DJ wouldn't be in there. I mean, he's been their best hitter all year, most consistent hitter all year. Was pissed I didn't get to pick him up in fantasy because he's been killing it all year. Um, I really like Voigt too, man. I think he's got a great swing and he's kind of streaky too. Once he's, you know, seen the baseball well, and he's got that timing down with that unique leg kick too. He just absolutely crushes baseballs. Um, has Stan been playing at all the past like couple games? He's, he's supposed to come back Thursday, I think. Oh, okay. So like I would, I mean, it's going to be interesting because, uh, like you guys have been talking about, you want that home field. So, like, you want to get him ABs and want to put him in the field to get him ready. But, you know, if he's not totally ready, you're sacrificing a game now to get that best record. So, they got an interesting dilemma coming up in the next two weeks. I've been thinking about how important is the home field, but how important is it to maybe just throw DJ out in left field and see if he can catch fly balls? He plays everywhere else, basically. Because, because look, at the end of the day, so I think your best team in the infield is Geo, Didi, Gleiber, and DJ at first. And then, personally, if you're going offense or defense, if you're going defense, it's going to have to be Mabin, Gardner, and Judge. And then you need to DH one of these three, Stanton, Voigt, or Encarnacion. That's a heck of a bench either way, whoever's coming off the bench. I, I look, it's a great decision to have. It's also a shitty decision to have. Because someone's got to sit. <laughs> Aaron Boone's going to well, have cut out, man. Well, we're going to find out pretty soon, though. Yeah, stay tuned for that. But just here, I, I, think, I think you sit Edwin and, and Stanton if they can't go. I like that. I definitely think Edwin... Um, I think he's, you know, a great thing to have off the bench, but I, if I had to pick, yeah, I would say Stan just because, I mean, he's a great hitter, but he's so streaky, and when he is cold, he is freezing cold. So, I mean, I don't know, maybe he gets hot, and then you play him, uh, you make that call, but I think you got to wait until the end, to, end of the season to see. I agree. Moving on, this might be the ugliest thing I've ever seen. This might be the most outrageous thing I've ever seen on a baseball or on someone's face. Mike Fire's beard is absolutely whack. <laughs> I have never seen anything like it. I thought it was a joke. I thought it was photoshopped when I saw it on MLB Instagram. <laughs> I don't have anything to say other than what were you thinking? I absolutely love it. I think it's freaking wild and it's quirky and like pictures are unique dudes anyway. But like to be able to grow a beard and to get it trimmed that precisely, like it's a jet black beard and it is just a perfect little swirl. Uh, when I first saw it on Twitter, I only saw it from like uh, kind of to the side where like it was mostly shaven off. So it looked like he just had like half a handlebar mustache. And I was like, all right, what the hell is he doing there? And then later I saw it with the full swirl. I think it's brilliant. And looking at it as a, as a hitter, I mean, the pitcher's job is to, you know, 
disrupt the timing and, and basically not make contact with the barrel, you're looking at his face like, what the hell is wrong with this dude? And then he's throwing the pitch. You don't know what the hell is coming. Um, uh, allegedly, he was dared to do it. <laughs> so I lo- if, if, if he was actually dared to do it and said, fuck it, I'll do it, that's fantastic. However... Ah man, his beard was his beard game was strong before this. It'll grow back. That's the great uh, thing. Always grows back. Yeah, it'll it'll grow back. Now here's the thing. Um, I think he shaved it. Yeah, you got to. There's no there's no keeping that. Yeah, I think he shaved it uh, completely off. But any, anyone who who has has grown a beard and has shaved it has always trimmed something into it right before they shaved the whole thing off. Oh, you got to. You know, just to see, just to take a few pictures, you know, send it to a few people. Dude, I couldn't tell you how many times, like, Dino, you saw, like, I got a nice healthy beard going on right now. And, like, I've always had, you know, a nice decent trim going, but this is the first time where I've grown, like, a full beard. Uh, But back in the day, I would shave half my face, like, literally just completely clean shaven on one half and then have the other half completely, like, all hairy like a beard. And, yeah, you're exactly right. Send pictures out and, you know, walk downstairs, see what my parents think. (laughs) Yeah, that's the best. (laughs) You know, put the little Hitler in there, too. Oh, no, 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 never. Well, see, mine's black, so I can pull it (laughs) off a little easier. I can't grow a mustache. Like, literally right below, in the middle of my nose, down my lip, I literally can't grow hair there. Like, it's really weird. That's amazing. Dude, like, I'll I'll send you a picture right now. Like, you'll see, like, I got a thick-ass beard and literally almost no hair growing right below my nose. That's it's wild, bro. That's amazing. Next. Okay. So, are we playing next? Well, I was going to mention, you guys kind of already mentioned it, but I was just going to mention real quick about Big Ben out for the season, but I don't know if you wanted to talk about that to Palma. I know you're a big Steelers guy. Oh, man. Like, um, my he, heart does literally he, hurts right now. Does he need Tommy John? Yes. Yes, he does. And he played that entire game? So he had been dealing with elbow soreness for the past week. Like they limit him. He always gets limited in practice, like week one, week 17. It doesn't matter. He's always doing limited practice. He'll get the one, the one that were there, uh, the, the Wednesday practice where they install the game plan is the only one he does. But there had been reports of he had a sore elbow, but you know, early in the year, you just think, yeah, it'll be fine. Ben's never gone down, never been on the IR or anything like that. Um, so it, it, it's so disheartening to see, especially, I think he's like 38 or something like that at 36 or 38. Like he's getting up there in years. I think we got him for, uh, he signed a two year extension, something like that this year. Uh, it could be the end of an era, man. And literally like I grew up, you know, you, you say you're a Steelers fan and you know, people automatically think, Oh, they got the most Super Bowls, whatever. But like, I grew up when the Steelers were terrible at one point, uh, you know, and the, like the Tommy Maddox, he had a little run, but Tommy Maddox was not the future. He was like 38 years old and him getting hurt is actually what gave uh, big Ben the opportunity when he was a rookie. So I'm excited to see what Rudolph can do. Uh, I think he, he looked really good in the second half. You know, it's definitely something to work with, but man, it hurts to see. And just the uncertainty that that could have been, you know, the last of big Ben, someone who's been there for like, you know, 15 or 16 years, man. Yeah. That it, it could be an end of an era. Sad to see, but a lot, a lot of respect for a guy that finishes a game with that needs Tommy John. Yeah, that. Uh, I mean, I think he even like he threw it, and you saw him go down because initially when he went for it, he grabbed his forearm. So like, I didn't think it was any elbow or anything like that because you. I've seen dudes blow out their UCL, and they immediately like walk right off. They know exactly what it is. They hear a pop. They know what's up. But he was kind of moving to his forearm, and then I'm pretty sure he was in for, like, another two plays and threw another ball, and then he finally came out. And it was like, holy shit, dude. Like, that's wild. Yeah, a lot of respect for him for that. But, hey, I love uh, us, you know, we, I just read a tweet, we haven't not had a first-round draft pick since 1965, so for us to go and trade our 2020 first-round pick for Minka Fitzpatrick, stud from Alabama, uh, you know, was in Miami, he finally got his wish to get out of Miami, but damn, man, I mean, 
our GM, Kevin Colbert's going all in this year, traded up to get Bush earlier this year in the draft. And now he's going all in on another defender. So hopefully uh, the defense steps up because we're going to need it with uh, basically a rookie at quarterback. Yeah, that's a ballsy, it's a ballsy move because now yeah. you're sitting here wondering like, okay, were, were they going to try and take, there's a decent quarterback class coming out. Yeah, yep. Dude, I'm not, I was talking to one of my buddies at work who's a Steelers fan. And that's literally what I said was, you know, it, it looks like we're finally going to have to spend a first-round draft pick on a quarterback like we did with Ben, you know, 15 or 16 years ago. So to trade him right away, I mean, we're all in on Mason Rudolph, so it should be interesting. Now, sh- shout out to the shout out to the Dolphins here because maybe they're starting to kind of turn a corner, which this is a little preview for my final thought. But they, they have, have so many draft picks. They have seven picks in the first three rounds in the oh spring. With what, like three or four first-rounders now? Three first-round picks. Crazy. They, they own Pittsburgh's, they own Houston's, and they own their own. So they're going to get the one. And with Houston and Pittsburgh, anywhere from – Dude, Pittsburgh could – yeah, I mean, that's usually – you look at That's 10. like a you know, 20 pick. But, yeah, man, that could be – depending on how Rudolph does, it's a huge question mark. Yeah, so really it's going to be very interesting to see if they, they – but they got it – once again, you got to nail it. And $90 million in cap space. So you're exactly right. They got to nail it. You have to nail it. Yep. Could be the quickest rebuild of all time if it, if it works. Absolutely. The next two years, yeah. All right, I'm, but now it's time. Start, I'm starting to get emotional talking about Ben. <laughs> but now it's time to play the fan favorite segment next. Dean, what do you got for us? All right, here we go. Rapid fire. Would you Wait, rather? Who's next? Who's saying next? I'll say next. You answer first. I'll say next. Yeah, it, it always goes JD, me, then Deepaw. Jeez, oh, the pressure going first. Okay, would you rather turn green like the Hulk every time you have to take a shit <laughs> or fart green smoke? <laughs> That's visible to everybody. The Hulk one, what the heck? I'd probably fart green smoke. Dude, I'm farting green smoke. Cause, I mean, you shit you know, two times a day. Like I can't turn into the Hulk twice a day, bro. <laughs> things would get crazy in the middle of the night do you pee standing up or sitting down <laughs> up I sit down I sit down <laughs> do you pee at would you rather pee at a urinal or a trough <laughs> urinal <laughs> I, if there's no one around me I like the trough <laughs> You know, the Harrisburg Senators used to have a trough, and being a kid, like five or six years old, I used to have to go up there to pee. So, yeah, I'm going urinal, bro. Dude, at the old re- – when I went to, when I used to go to the Rose Bowl games, I swear to God, they had circular troughs. <laughs> Disgusting. Would you, don't make eye contact. Yeah, dude. No, make eye contact. That's what you're supposed to do. Okay, would you, would you rather lose a finger or lose a toe? Toe. 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 Next. Ore- Oreos or Chips Ahoy? Oreos. 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 Next. Would you rather pee neon blue or shit neon yellow? Oh. P. P. Next. Game-winning field goal or game-closing save? Save. Field goal. Ooh. Uh, I'm horrible at soccer and kicking, so I'm going uh, save. Next. Uh, you can interpret this however you'd like, but lefty or righty? <laughs> All right, wait. Lefty. I'm righty. Lefty. Righty. Righty. Okay, I'm going to go lefty. Both. <laughs> Next. Would you rather be blind or deaf? Oh, Christ. Deaf. You got to see stuff. Deaf. I think I would go deaf, yeah, unfortunately. Damn, I would never Next. be able to listen to music. Shit. That's fine. Uh, would you rather stub a finger or stub a toe? Finger. Oh. Finger. Oh, dude, yeah, finger. Toes are kill, man. Next. Uh, last one. Would you, would you rather fart every time you cough or shit every time you sneeze? <laughs> That's not even, like, a obviously cough. I'd probably shit every time I sneeze, dude, because I don't sneeze that much. <laughs> yeah, but you'd always have to wear fucking diapers, bro. <laughs> I would cough. <laughs> Yo, imagine Benny. Oh, Dean? my God, dude. That would be brutal. 
Yeah, what about the dude who like sneezed like seventeen times in a row? That's Betty. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like my girlfriend would be screwed. <laughs> Just dumping everywhere, bro. Yeah, that'd be crazy. <laughs> That's wild. That's um, it though. That was a good segment. I, I didn't think there were a lot of questions there. Yeah, I fired out a bunch. Yeah, babe. Yeah, before we wrap up this pod, let's go into the great Dean's final thought. Dean, what's your final thought? Okay, so this is actually comical. Um, where do I begin? So, the Miami Dolphins are the worst fucking football team ever. I am 100% sure they are going winless this year. They are going to go 0-16, which does not surprise me. Now, we just covered the fact that the rebuild could happen faster. But, for now, let's indulge in the fact that they are fucking atrocious. (laughs) And let me explain why. Uh... They gave they had 200 total yards of offense in a 59 to 10 loss to the Ravens at home in week 1. Oof. In week 2, they had 184 yards of total offense in a 43 to nothing loss to the Patriots. They have given up 900 total yards <laughs> in two games to their 384. They have been outscored 102 to 10. They are on pace to shatter points given up in a season so far. They are on pace to give up 800 points. <laughs> wait, 15, 50, carry the one. No, they are on pace. Wait, does that make sense? 50 points a game. 50 times three, 800 points a game. They're 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 gonna get <laughs> points a game or eight hundred. <laughs> fuck it, they're gonna give up eight hundred points a game. But they're on pace to give up eight hundred points this season. That's averaging fifty points a game. <laughs> this team is fucking <laughs> terrible. Now I picked the Dolphins to cover the spread this week. This, for the next for the next 14 weeks regardless of the spread i will be betting against the miami dolphins i don't care if they're getting 24 <laughs> points i'm betting against them every single week uh i will take you i think they win one game this year i don't know when or where or how anything like that but i'll say they'll win one all right so you, w- would you like to know their schedule Yes. Okay, here you go. I mean, I don't. it honestly doesn't matter. It's going to be L. I think they're going to lose every time. But I just hope to God they get one win. Okay, here you go. Uh, next week, at the Cowboys. L. Home against the Chargers. L. Home against the Redskins. That's their shot. W. That's, the, that's their shot. Like, that's it. You, you don't got to read anymore. That's it. Okay, that's their shot. <laughs> then they go to Buffalo. No way. At the Steelers. Oh, God. Probably. Home against the Jets. Dude, they got two dubs already I'm picking out. <laughs> Home against the Jets. The Jets are bad, too. <laughs> at the Colts. Home, oh, against, you know. home against the Bills. At the Browns. Home against the Eagles. At the Jets. At the Giants. Could be a swing game. <laughs> versus, the, versus the Bengals. And the last game of the year at New England, in which they are going to lose... 72 to 1. <laughs> Somehow score one point in an NFL game. Yep. <laughs> that's my final thought. Well, that's all for this edition of Major League Talk. Make sure to follow us on social media on Twitter and Facebook at JD with Sports and Instagram at JD with Sports.co. You guys got anything else? Not no, at sir. all. Have a great evening. Great day, everyone. Drive home safely. And once again, really, really, uh, what was I going to say? 
Way to, finish, way to finish strong, kid. <laughs> yeah, dude. I just fucked up. JD, we got to run that back. Can we run that not back? No, not happening. You can't run that not back? Happening. Damn it, dude. Well, adios, senor pelota. Peace. Jungle.